0: Welcome back to the Trucker CFO Podcast, and thanks for connecting with us again for a Driving Your Dollars edition of the podcast. This time out on Driving Your Dollars, Colton Lawrence, the Trucker CFO, will be covering several topics as we approach the end of the year. In this segment, you'll hear Colton address the possible benefits related to purchasing equipment for your trucking business before December 31st. In addition, Colton will also explore the rules related to per diem, as well as the importance for trucking business owners to stay current on your quarterly taxes, and Colton will offer some notes on planning for retirement. As always, Colton will be talking with Michael Burns, who is the co-founder and general manager of Radio Nemo of North America. Michael, who is the host of Driving Your Dollars, also serves as the chief financial officer for Radio Nemo. Before we take you to our conversation with Michael and Colton, we have a couple of important reminders to pass along. First of all, Driving Your Dollars is broadcast Tuesday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time on the Dave Nemo Show and Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. Also, we'd like to remind you that the Dave Nemo Show can be heard on the same Sirius XM Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time each weekday morning. You can also hear the Dave Nemo Show on demand through the Sirius XM app. Now let's take you to our Driving Your Dollars edition of the Trucker CFO Podcast.
1: Good morning, Colton, and welcome to December 12th.
2: Thanks for having me again. Always love joining. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's December. It's crazy how fast time goes. It goes faster and faster the older I get. So it must really fly by for you, right?
1: I'm telling you what. I thought it was February.
2: Yeah, so it's a good time to review just some strategies, things to be thinking about before that calendar turns into 2024, especially for small business owners, independent contractors, owner-operators, small fleets, all those things. There are some things they should be considering. We're going to spend some time talking about that.
1: Okay. Well, as we approach the end of this year, it's crucial for small trucking companies, especially those in the position of having one to five trucks. And it's time to take proactive steps in minimizing their tax liabilities and getting prepared for the upcoming tax season. So let's talk about some of these key tax moves that people should be considering before this year ends.
2: Yeah. And one that's not on the list I gave you in preparation for the show is kind of just more generally speaking, points I try to get across to folks that either are in business for themselves or thinking about going into business for themselves, and that is it's a paradigm shift. Instead of thinking about taxes as something you do once a year, April 15th for most people, they need to be thinking about taxes throughout the year. For some people, that's a nightmare. I don't want to have to think about that all year long. What do you mean? But it's just part of running a business. you got to be thinking about these things because there are implications to not thinking about it. So that would be my first bit of advice to everybody is whether it's December or June or April 15th, think about taxes and think about things that you can or should be doing to help minimize your tax liability throughout the year.
1: That's great advice, isn't it? It's really great advice because I'm going to just assure everyone out there, you're going to think about it all year long anyway. If you go into business, your first year is like a honeymoon. It's wedded bliss. But you're either going to think about it as what can I do proactively to minimize my tax liability and spend my money wisely. Or you're going to think about it every day when you get letters that have the IRS logo on them and you go, why are they after me? It should be at the top of your mind in business for yourself one way or the other. (laughs)
2: Right. Yeah. What you're explaining there is the difference between being proactive or reactive. Mm -hmm. You can be proactive and think about it now and stay in front of it, or you can be reactive, meaning get that letter from the IRS or get that letter from the state, or perhaps you just get the bad news from whoever it is is doing your taxes, and then you're being reactive. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to business, it's always the best strategy to be proactive in everything that you're doing.
1: By far. And you know, at this time of year, we're looking around we've maybe got some excess funds that we've saved up in a maintenance account or something. It's an opportunity to invest in some assets that will generally help your business through the coming year.
2: Yeah. So there's a lot of folks out there, especially because of COVID, equipment was hard to come by. It's been hard to come by and some folks didn't want to pay the prices that they had to pay. Folks have been sitting on equipment for perhaps longer than they would have normally been sitting on a piece of equipment. They've been nursing it. repair costs are through the roof. And so maybe they're considering making that switch. If you're able to do that and it makes sense for your operation, now is a good time to do it. There are some depreciation advantages that you can take that can help reduce that tax liability. And it's something that you should definitely consider. Now, that doesn't mean just go buy a truck and then talk to your tax preparer about how that changes things. That means get with somebody now that understands your operation. Ask them the questions regarding how a purchase like that would impact your taxes. And then if it's going to benefit you and plays into your overall plan, then go out and do it. Again, be thoughtful in this process, but it might be that purchasing a truck or a trailer or maybe an APU There's lots of different things that you could buy and count as an asset that would help reduce your tax liability for 2023.
1: Certainly. And as a part of that process, it's a good idea to think about in the future. Okay. Right now I'm in love with this truck. I'm going to buy it. I'm never going to sell it. They're going to bury me in this truck. That gets said from time to time, but actually eventually down the road someplace after you've depreciated it as an asset, it's going to end up being sold. And you got to think about that a little bit. I got a surprise this year. We bought a vehicle. And I don't deal in six-figure vehicles like all of our listeners do, okay? We have a pact between my wife and I. If I ever buy a six-figure vehicle that is not capable of pulling a trailer, she has made a promise that she will bury me in the backyard. But I did... By a vehicle that I actually turned around and sold almost a year later for thousands more than the sticker price was because I got on that cusp of high used car prices and it was probably one of the most in-demand vehicles there was and so forth. And I found out later there was no reason to be as happy as I was when that happened because now I got to go back and actually pay for that we had already depreciated it somewhat. And then on top of that, I got thousands more than the sticker price was for it. So big problem.
2: Yeah. So what happens, kind of the math behind it is you buy a truck for, let's say Mm $150,000. I know most of them are more than that now, but you buy a truck for $150,000 and you buy it year one and let's say you've got a pretty large tax bill. So you want to take some accelerated depreciation, whether it's bonus or section 179, you take that accelerated depreciation and maybe you take it to the tune of half the value of that truck. So you take $75,000 deduction. So that truck, for tax purposes, is now worth $75,000. You've got $75,000 of value left that you can use as an expense. But well, let's say the next year you turn around and for whatever reason you decide you want to sell that truck. And mm-hmm. prices are still above the $75,000 tax value. So let's say you sell it for one hundred and twenty. dollars Well, now you've got, what is that, $45,000 gained the tax value is 75 you sold it for 120 you're recapturing some of the deduction that you took for depreciation and that deduction that recapture is now taxable and so you're going to pay somewhere between 0 and 20 percent reasons 0 and 20 is because it's going to be considered what's called a capital gain and that capital gain percentage is going to depend on your specific situation but yeah you're more than likely going to pay tax yep. when you sell that vehicle at a gain
1: Absolutely. And it's not pleasant. And of course, something else that gets thrown in now, more on the four-wheeler side, but it's actually starting to rear its head now in the 18-wheeler side, is tax credits.
2: Sure, there are tax credits that come into play, and you've got to be aware of those. Many of those credits have certain stipulations that go with them in terms of how long you have to keep the vehicle without needing to repay that credit. We see that a lot on the EV side. So as EVs become more prevalent, as you start to see contractors buying EV trucks, this probably applies more, not the Class 8, but you see it more with the cargo van side, your Amazon deliverers that uh, are doing it as a contract type thing. (laughs) That is really where we're starting to see more of that.
1: Yeah, those who are involved in last mile delivery, this is gonna become more and more of a thing as we go along, but let's take a quick break here. Let's come back on the other side and we will continue. This is Michael Burns with Colton Lawrence, the Trucker CFO, here on
2: Driving Good Dollars. Colton Lawrence here, your Trucker CFO. The IRS is back and they have hired thousands of new revenue officers charged with one job to contact you about your unpaid taxes. If you owe the IRS money or have unfiled returns, it's not a matter of if they're going to contact you, but when. Start the resolution process today by calling 888-235-4772. That's 888-235-4772. Or visit us on the web at truckercfo.com. Good morning, Colton
1: Welcome back. I actually have a difficulty getting these two words out of my mouth, but I'm gonna bring it up anyway, per diem.
2: I actually just had a lengthy conversation this morning with a lady, together with her husband, they own a small fleet, and was just going through all of the different variances of ways per diem should be paid. So, yeah, it can get confusing. You think it's a fairly simple concept, but there's just a lot that goes into it from partial days, full days, S corporation, company driver, single member LLC. There's all these different nuances to this that can really cause some problems for folks somebody who doesn't understand the concept of per diem for over-the-road truckers.
1: Well, and you know, as Albert Einstein, he said, there are only two things I don't understand in this life love and taxes. That just proves that he never worked as a truck driver because he would have added per diem to that.
2: Yeah. I guess we can just start. So company drivers used to be that you could take a per diem deduction. So if you're driving for a company that does not offer a per diem plan, you used to be able to file for a deduction on what was called form 2106 unreimbursed employee expenses and you could get that deduction that way. That went away with the Trump tax cuts back in 2017. So company drivers, the only way you're gonna get the deduction now is if your company offers a per diem plan. And essentially what's gonna happen is you're gonna shift some of your taxable income to non-taxable income. So again, using round numbers, if you're making $70,000 a year as a company driver without a per diem plan, if you elect to join a per diem plan or go somewhere else that has one, and your amount of pay is the same, well, now you might make $55,000 of taxable income and 15000 of non-taxable per diem reimbursement is the way that works. And so it just simply shifts some of your income from being taxable to non-taxable and saves you on the tax line. So that's company drivers. For single-member LLCs, sole proprietors, for folks that file on Schedule C... You get $69 a day for full days that you're on the road away from home. You get 75% of that amount for any partial days. Now, a partial day is not a day in which you leave and return in the same calendar day. It has to be that you get back later. If you leave on one calendar day and get back on another calendar day, when it happens to be the next calendar day, and you get a partial day for each Those partial days are paid at 75% of that $69. Now, one other very important thing to note about the per diem is that because of COVID legislation for the tax years of 21 and 22, you got 100% of that $69 per day as a deduction. That was a change. They had never done that. Prior to that COVID legislation, it was 80% of whatever the then applicable daily rate was. It's increased throughout the years. It's currently a 69. This year for 2023, that 100% allowance shifts back down to 80%. So people are going to see a reduction in their per diem deduction that they've been getting over the last couple of years. So that's important to note. And then for S corporations, if you're a greater than 2% owner of the S corporation, you are required to take reasonable compensation. Essentially, you become an employee of your business. Well, if you're an employee of your business and you happen to be in a position where you qualify for per diem, you are now a company driver of your own company. And so what do you have to do? You have to treat yourself like a company driver and you have to have a per diem plan in place and you reimburse yourself much the same way any other company driver would be reimbursed. So you take a reimbursement on your paycheck that you pay yourself and you take some as taxable income and some as reimbursed for per diem. You take it through your salary as a reimbursement.
1: Yeah, it's never a bad idea to set yourself up as an employee of a business you just happen to own. And it really cleans things up a lot when you get doing business and so forth and somebody asks for, oh, your last three pay stubs is a reason to qualify for this or that. You have it. And it's a good idea to certainly have a payroll service do all that for you that they can.
2: Yeah. Just keep in mind though, if you're an S corporation and you're taking that reasonable compensation, just remember when it comes to qualifying for loans, this also applies to the healthcare plans that are out there. It is not just your W-2 income Mm -hmm. that is used to justify that loan or justify your health plan. If you're going through healthcare.gov, it is your combined total income. So it's that W-2 income plus any business income showing up on say an 1120S which is your S corporation return. You have to combine those. And that is how you determine your total income for loan purposes or healthcare purposes.
1: Right. Now, when it comes to quarterly taxes, which we've been filing all year, there are different things that create different problems during the year and so forth. And one of the things that people might do is slip on a quarterly tax deposit. Let's talk about how you make sure that you don't get caught on the bad side of this one at the end of the year.
2: So there's four times per year that business owners are supposed to pay their taxes. Those come generally taking out weekends and holidays and whatnot. April 15th is for quarter one, June 15th for quarter two, September 15th, and then January 15th. So those four times a year, and if you don't pay on those times, then you'll get hit with a penalty and you'll get hit with some interest for not having paid on time. And so you want to definitely make sure you've done that. If you haven't paid your quarterlies or if you're behind a quarter to making a quarterly payment now before that upcoming January 15th quarter four deadline is a really important thing to do, and it's a good way to help minimize your overall liability because, again, they'll throw in some of those penalties. So get that done so that you have less of a surprise come April 15th or somewhere around there when you get your taxes completed.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't hurt to promise yourself at the end of this year that next year we're going to meet every one of those quarterly payments and maybe set a little extra aside. <laughs>
2: yeah, this is one of the areas we run into problems all the time with folks that mm-hmm. have these liabilities. They get caught with a five10 dollars $15,000 tax bill They're like, why do I owe so much? Well, you haven't paid anything in. People get refunds because they're either not making a lot of money and they're getting like an earned income credits, or they've paid in quite a fair amount through their W-2 withholdings, or they've been paying their quarterly taxes. We don't want to see you get a big refund, but we also don't want to see you owe a lot of money. So just pay your quarterlies and try and get that liability as close to zero as possible.
1: Absolutely. Now, in addition to that, heading down the road, looking out that big windshield, think to yourself, I love this job. I don't ever want to stop doing this job. But down the road, change your mind. It helps so much to have planned for that. Let's talk about some of the ways you can make sure that at least you have that option. Maybe you do want to stay driving. Maybe you want to keep driving until you're 80, as long as you're physically able to do it. But having the option is the key to success and happiness here. Let's talk about how we can do that now for the future.
2: Well, you need to plan for the future. Everybody does, whether you're a company driver or you're in business for yourself, you need to plan for the future and retirement plans are a good way to do that. There are a number of tax advantaged retirement plans that you can put in place as a business owner. There are people that can be working those numbers for you and helping you best decide which plan is going to work for you. Anything from just a simple IRA where you can meet your maximum seven thousand dollars contribution, all the way up to other types of plans where your company can match a contribution. We've got folks that are doing $20,000, $25,000 matches on some of these types of plans that really help with their retirement planning, but also help with their tax liability for the current years. So understanding those and planning for them, having a part of your strategy include the retirement plans is a big part.
1: Now, this is definitely the time to get your books in order. It's definitely time to realize you have deadlines for W-2s for employees and 1099s for contractors and so forth. Make sure you're aware of all those dates and so forth. But to conclude this section, for small trucking businesses, end of year tax planning is crucial. Let's talk about that for this last minute that we have.
2: Yeah. First of all, give us a call, 800-533-4230. We can talk more detail about your specific plans, or you can check us out at CFO. TruckerCFO.com, 800-533-4230.
0: That closes out our Driving Your Dollars edition of the Trucker CFO Podcast. Driving Your Dollars is being developed in collaboration with Radio Nemo of North America and the Dave Nemo Show. For those of you who listen to Sirius XM, remember the Dave Nemo Show can be heard each weekday morning from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. You can also hear the Dave Nemo Show on demand through the Sirius XM app. If you'd like to learn more about all the shows and offerings available from Radio Nemo, visit RadioNemo.com. That web address is again RadioNemo.com. Once again, the Trucker CFO team would like to thank the staff and management of both Radio Nemo Productions and Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio for making driving your dollars available to share with our listeners through the Trucker CFO podcast. Now before we close out this edition of the podcast, here's a friend to tell you more about the offerings that are available from the Trucker CFO team.
3: Do you have a team of tax, accounting, and business advisory professionals who understand the complexities of the trucking industry? There are a number of ways you can connect with the Trucker CFO team. You can visit the company's website at truckercfo.com. That's truckercfo.com. From the homepage, you can fill out the contact us form, which will send an email to a Trucker CFO representative. Also through the truckercfo.com website, you can connect to the company through the find a time to talk button to set up an appointment, or you can use the chat feature. If you would rather email the Trucker CFO team directly, you can reach out to the company through the following address, info at truckercfo.com. That's info at truckercfo.com. You can also call the Trucker CFO team toll-free at 1-800-533-4230 and hit option 2 for sales. That toll-free number again is 1-800-533-4230 and choose option 2. The Trucker CFO Podcast is produced by Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo in collaboration with the team at Trucker CFO. Thanks again for joining us on the Trucker CFO Podcast. Just as a reminder, you can find and subscribe to our podcast through all major podcast platforms. If you do become a subscriber, we'd like to ask you to take a moment to rate the Trucker CFO Podcast. As always, Colton Lawrence and the entire Trucker CFO team wish you the best for continued safe travels and good health as you work to keep the American economy on the move.